Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. The Advocacy and Resource Center's annual Love Shouldn't Hurt fundraiser is February 16th. Don't miss this opportunity to be entertained by the amazing dueling fun pianos celebrating healthy relationships and helping violent crime victims. The doors of the Caliph Shrine open at 6 p.m. Get your tickets at our Facebook event or stop by the Advocacy and Resource Center. For more information, call 307-672-7471. Sheridan Media's digital director, Julie Chadwick, has been named one of the top 20 digital directors in the country by Radio Inc. Magazine. But what does that mean for our advertisers? It means we have a digital division that's one of the best in the country right here in Sheridan. If you're looking to expand your digital budget or ready to make a change, let's talk about moving the needle with your marketing. Absolutely. Our plans are designed for small or large companies tailored to your goals and objectives. We can do short-term, long-term, even event marketing and we can pivot if we aren't seeing the results the best approach is always multimedia but let's see what fits your budget we're not about numbers we're about results your success is our priority give us an opportunity to show you how we've become one of the top 20 in the country call shared media let's chat about how we can tailor a marketing strategy that includes digital and helps you reach your business goals email sales at sharedmedia.com or call 672-7421 this is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. With me this morning is the Sheridan Police Department Chief, Travis Koltiska. And Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Good morning, Floyd. Floyd. Thanks. Now, uh, how's the past few weeks been up there at the department? They've, they've been good. Um, seem to have, a probably since the beginning of December, an uptick in daytime DUIs, which is, really? look at our Facebook page. Yeah. We posted a graph at the time of day, and while it, it's not a ton, definitely on the uptick, so we're trying to figure out why. Um getting DUIs in the daytime, which yeah. is obviously a concern is more traffic to um, be put at risk by people driving intoxicated. Day um, drinking. Yeah. Huh? It seems well, like we had we had two before 10.30 a.m. Wow. Yeah. The a cup, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Two, um, before 10.30, two arrests for DUI before 10.30 or 11 o'clock a.m. And mm -hmm. Saturday or Sunday morning, one at 8.41. Um, so we're figuring that out and revamping our our visibility and our enforcement efforts. Um, yeah. Apart from that, um, it's been a good start to the year from us. We're um, wrapping up our uh, annual appraisal process, as, as is the entire city. We have a very effective, comprehensive process for evaluating performance and also identifying individual goals, um, which obviously support our goals, which supports the city goals. So it's a busy time of year for us we get we can get all this knocked out before we go into budget prep i was gonna say and then you've got budget that's mm -hmm. gonna follow right after that chief when do you usually sit down 
and start fine tooth comb? Um, fine tooth comb usually start down around, uh, well, right here about the end of February, 1st of March, but the budget is something we evaluate daily. Yeah. Um, because even after one's been approved and as we're going through, we're continually monitoring, um, the, the progress of the budget, how we are falling in line in terms of, uh, making the appropriate purchases, but also, you know, being as conservative as possible with the, with the funds allocated to us and entrusted to us by the community and, you know, ensuring that the, 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 that we don't overspend. And, yeah. and sometimes unfortunate things come up. We lost um, some major mechanical systems in our police department. That's 40 some years old, lost one major mechanical system unexpectedly. And so that's going to had an impact that we had had to replace it. And so those, those sort of things happen, but we really try to be as, as fiscally responsible as possible. Well, in a 40 year old mechanical system, I mean, it has done its time. I'd say. Yeah. That's yes, quite a career my, for my fifty-year-old mechanical any. systems. Done this time, I think sometimes. <laughs> well, uh, the department has uh, received an increased number of scam reports as well. Uh, when did this begin? It, can you actually? Well, look I can. At that? I can tell you that my first scam report in law enforcement happened um, April thirteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Six days after I started in law enforcement. Wow. Um, so scams have been out there for. Ever, the, the the what we're dealing with now is technology has made it easier for scammers to reach a larger demographic. Think about it: before the internet, we and before really cell phones, we you had either the U.S. mail or a landline telephone. And now, with technology, there are unlimited means of reaching mass quantities. I mean, I I got I had two spam calls on my cell phone within 30 seconds of each other yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, these automatic dialers, these robo-dialers, all the things that go on there, uh, ways of embedding um, things into links on, on websites and Facebook and social media. I mean, it's just an unlimited number of ways. So, yeah, we're seeing an increased number, and I think most of that we can attribute just to the ease in which scammers have it compared to what they used to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And... I mean, what was it when the everything kind of first started? You had to hit a pop up. You remember that uh, in the days of AOL and the first inter- in the first years of the internet, you had to actually look at this yeah. pop up that the common individual could look at and say, "Well, that's <clears throat> that's a scam or that's you know a bad link there." Yeah, but now some unknown prince in Nigeria really doesn't want to yeah. give me twenty million dollars. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And nowadays, boy. I mean, with like you said, Chief, with the advent of technology, and now we've got AI that we're fighting against. We've got all kinds of scams, and these people, they're not dumb, unfortunately. They're not stupid. They can sit back and come up with a scam that targets a demographic that they know will respond to either threats of being arrested, threats to family. I mean, it's extortion. Uh, Chief, the department... uh, in the past year, do you think scammers are becoming more frequent or do you think that the people are starting to come forward more just in, let's say a year from yesterday? Both. Both. Um, I, I think we have really done some good things to the department to really encourage the reporting of, of potential scams and reporting them before they happen. Um, Officer Liz Schaefer developed a scam screen. We've talked about it a little bit and, and, the deal of that is, hey, bring it to us and let us see what you're looking at before you send any money. 
Yeah. And so we're screening essentially what information this individual has at the time and providing um, some insight into these are the things that are red flags for it could potentially be a scam or not. Yeah. And so that, that's a, been a really good program. And um, Officer Schaefer has done a lot of outreach at, at different locations t- um, targeting the demographic that's the most vulnerable to these, co- these sort of, of activities, but also making it very, trying to make the entire community aware so I think we've seen that, but I, th- I think it's a combination of the two. We've, there's an uptick um, as, again, technology just keeps increasing. AI is relatively new. Um, yeah, I think it's a f- both of them are a factor. And there's probably a lot we don't hear about as people are getting more cognizant of, of, the, of the threat. I mean, someone is really trying hard to sell me creatine gummies via text message. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 it pops up every day. I assume that's a scam. Um, but I think, like me, I, I just delete it, and I think that's what, it, as, as people are learning more and more, um, they're just deleting them and not reporting them, um, which, which which is good. But we, it's also nice for us to hear about some, just so if someone else asks us about a specific instance, we can we we have a little bit of data to fall back on to compare it to, because we we can't give legal advice, right? Um, and we will almost always err on the side of if something's too good to be true, then it then it then it's it's not true yeah yeah captain if, if you had a lot of individuals uh with this new program that uh schrafer has developed if you had a lot of individuals come forward just come down to the department and say hey can you help me with this um, it, do i actually owe these people money since, since october when we implemented um the scam screen we've we've always talked to people but now we're we're tracking it with this the specific uh investigation title the scam screen um, we've had 15 people come come down which is fantastic but we're you know we're willing for a lot more people to come down we're, we're not so busy we can't take time to talk to people um and also what what is really crucial is that officer schaefer will if she doesn't have a presentation ready for a specific demographic should be more than happy to make one and speak to anybody um and she can be contacted at the police department at 672-2413 um the problem with them nowadays is it's, you know, you just absentmindedly open a text message not knowing what it is, and sometimes that's as much as it takes. That's all, yeah. yeah. All you've done is click on the message, yeah. and now that, you're in. It's the 2024 version of the pop-up on the old um, AOL. Um, so we really need to be careful. Um, and we'd remind people that your bank, um, <clears throat> IRS, government agency, no one's going to text you or ask for information via email. It's going to be in writing and... Um, always follow up by calling the, say the IRS or yeah. us, if you think. Nor do government agencies accept Apple pay cards, you right. know, or Apple right. gift cards. Um, there's some obvious red flags that people need to be aware of. I mean, that, those are, those are prime examples. Um, you know, if, if, if your payment method is requested to be a gift card or a prepaid debit card or a credit card, that's not a legit. It's scam. It's a scam. It's an absolute Plain scam. Plain and simple scam. And folks, I would recommend if you see something on your phone or if you get any kind of message and you're not sure about it, take the time. Go down to the department. Have a conversation with the police and they'll help you out here. Uh, I can't think of any other better way than to go than to kind of get that figured out. Yeah, the, the unfortunate part is that they're so developed that we can rarely conduct an investigation because it usually usually is out of the country and two degrees of separation, but at least we can try to, and a crime hasn't occurred until someone actually participates in it, but we can at least save people some 
some uh, a little bit of anguish and, and inconvenience. Um, but that that's a true, truly frustrating thing for us is that we, we, we just don't have the resources to investigate. Um, I think at, at some point someone's tried serving a warrant to someone in Africa. It might have been me um, <laughs> a long time ago. Um, and that didn't work. Um, so, but hey, you had to try it before yeah, you could yeah. figure that out, but, right? But, but, but the best weapon is, 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 is a good defense in this case. Absolutely. You know, there have been a couple of successes of, um, that I'm aware of that the FBI and, and, you know, they're the primary investigators of these, especially these that, re, that cross um, jurisdictional boundaries of countries. But I am aware of a, of a few cases where they've been able to recover assets involving some scams and some stuff like that um, with victims in Sheridan. So, oh, wow. and it was, uh, I was one in particular, and I think it ended up in uh, Hong Kong, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, they actually traced a, a scam going to Hong Kong. Um, and so, it, it, unfortunately, it's, there's usually got to be a lot of, a lot of pieces of the puzzle that fall into place exactly how they should be for those to be, because oftentimes um, with the technology, once that money's out your bank account, it's history. It's gone. Yeah. So, Captain, if we were to sit back and define this, what defines a scam? Um, it's a scam's a theft. It's when someone takes something for you and you get nothing in return. Um, if I take your car and don't without your permission and don't give you any money for it, then that's a theft. If someone says they're going to give me something and I give them money and they don't, it, it's basically a theft. Um, and this is a whole separate follow acts from the the registered agent fraud that Sheridan's kind of been on the map for the last five years or so, or however long it's been. We're aware of that too, but we're talking about specifically um, unsolicited um, offers that are too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of those and they have yeah. all kinds of ways to, yeah. to, to, to present these things to you. Even our own under sheriff, uh, Devereaux Johnson came on the show and talked about a motorbike. Uh, that he was thinking about purchasing, and he thought, "Wow, man, this is this is a great deal." Yeah, well, it was a little too good to be true, so he did some follow-up investigation, and sure enough, he found a scam. Now, what demographic uh, captain do we know of that is most victimized by these scammers <clears throat> locally? Um, it, it's still the elderly. Um, they, they're easy targets, and they it's it's not um, do any type of cognitive issues it's because they a lot of it is they they have time yeah. to actually read through stuff and decide whether or not they want it um and sometimes it's loneliness one of the first cases i did way back probably in 2000 was um a lady was had the old sweepstakes cards saved and you know remember those little recipe holders those plastic I do. Yeah. recipe holders with lids very organized and she was fine with it because she knew she was getting scammed but it was it was contact with somebody and wow. we, and that's been, you know, every few years we will talk to people who have been scammed out of tens of thousands of dollars and they're fine with it. So at that point there's really no crime, but because, you know, it's ironic family members are reporting this, Yeah. but the victims tell us, well, I haven't talked to these family members for years. These, these are the, this is my contact with the outside world. Um, wow. and also it's oftentimes the elderly have a little bit more disposable income to, to spend on stuff. So they um, know who to target on. <laughs> yes. I, I had an almost the exact same case in about 2010, almost identical to what the captain, um, but it was later and the, the, the victim quote unquote victim was like, yes, I know this person is not really 
you know, what they're representing, but they talk to me. Literally, that's those what she said. Yeah. And it was a it was a family member who was in their potential inheritance go out the window that was upset. So they wanted they reported yeah, and it. So yeah. but and so scammers know this. And that's why they specifically target that demographic often. Playing on the heart. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to have more on scams and how to protect yourself with our Sheridan Police Department right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. A new year means new adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank and Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Wake up and smell the coffee lovers. McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette are bringing back the McCafe menu magic. Delightful espresso drinks and coffees. Whether you crave the warmth of a hot cappuccino or caramel cappuccino, mochas, lattes, iced coffees, and more, you can order your McCafe coffee right from the McDonald's app using mobile order and pay for a quick pickup. Your mornings just got a whole lot better with McDonald's McCafe because, hey, good day start with a great cup of coffee it's back man i just heard your car crying in the parking lot it really needs an oil change i know you've been putting it off because of the cost but here's a deal you can't pass up through january at midas buy an oil change get a second one free to use by march it's perfect to share with a family member and midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Minus Tire and Auto in Sheridan. If you like the music of the pop rock group Chicago, you won't want to miss Brass Transit. Friday, February 9th at Sheridan's Y.O. Theater. Award-winning musicians of Brass Transit dazzle audiences with their flawless performances and spectacular attention to every detail of the beloved Chicago songbook and will transport you back to some of the most memorable times of your life. Friday, February 9th. Get your tickets today at the Y.O. Theater box office or online at yotheater.com. In Wyoming, the weather and road conditions can change at the drop of a hat. If you're planning a trip and you want to know what the latest conditions are, turn to Sheridan Media for the latest road and travel report. Our staff sweeps the state to keep you up to date on current and changing conditions. So when you need to know, we'll have the answer. Sheridan Media road and travel reports are brought to you in part by Heartland Kubota, Life is Motion Animal Chiropractic, and J.R. Moore at 307 Real Estate.
welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. The Sheridan Police Department Chief Travis Koltiska and Captain Tong Ringley are here with us this morning. And we are talking about scams. In the first part of the show, the chief and the captain informed us that the FBI estimate that these scammers actually steal around $3 billion from U.S. citizens every year. The average amount stolen from one person, $9,000. And also, who are being scammed? Uh, the demographic uh, most scammed that we know of are seniors, and many of those individuals, lonely. Now, what are the most common types of scam, Captain? Um, in no particular order, um, there's fake um, catfishing, or fa- which Love. also a, a, a fake fake romance where someone's pretending to be someone they're not and just just around the corner from coming from a visit, they just need some money to take care of some issues and for travel. Yeah. Um, and so there's even television shows called catfishing. My <laughs> wife watches yeah. uh, a YouTuber who, who goes and tries to catch these people in the act. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the fraud, which is selling fake goods or goods that never even exist or arrive. Um, Spoofing people pretend that they're a legitimate person or organization, such as a charity, a fake charity. Um, they, they seek donations, um, fake lotteries, as we were talking about, um, during the break and, um, just, it's all just as much, a new one's probably popped up since we started talking about it. Um, yeah, it's, um, they, these people are very creative and because everything's automated, they could send out tens of thousands of. Uh, solicitations a day and if one or two hit then it's worth a while it really costs them nothing to to send out these uh these 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 uh scams and you know one thing that i noticed um during the last election uh i saw photos of cell phone farms these are social media farms where there are entire warehouses uh, located in foreign countries where all these cell phones are actually hooked up to one phone. And there's tens of thousands of cell phones on racks. Tens of thousands. Constantly fed power, constantly fed Wi-Fi. So they're up, they're ready to go. And one phone can send message, messages from all these phones. Mm. So it looks like 10,000 different accounts are wanting this goal. They can do that same thing with a scam, can't they? Instead of, uh, I'm going to post this meme politically to try and sway individuals, now, hey, call this number, uh, yep. see this person, and look at all these other people who've done it and trust it. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be careful when we see these numbers, because it's not always actually people behind it, is there? No, that's, that's absolutely correct. Um, it's another um, victim, you know, the advances in te- technology are overwhelmingly positive, but there's still some bad people that take advantage of uh, progression. Every time. Yeah. Um, and there, w- one thing I haven't mentioned is kind of old school nowadays, but people can put a lock on their credit checks. Um, if you um, call it one of the major credit reporting agencies, they will write them a letter saying you want to put a lock on your account that limits who can look at your credit, um, such as, uh, bogus credit card companies or someone else trying to uh, steal your identity and then uh, you, you will be issued a pin number so if you want to check it or if you want to go buy a new car or something then you, you still have access to it but no one else will yeah identity theft used to be a, a really a, a 
when it first, when it first really became on mainstream and people think it's kind of faded out because of these other things, but it has not. Um, identity theft is still there. I'm in fact, I'll tell them myself. I, I received a credit card in the mail that I didn't ask for. And, wow. And of course I get the question from my, from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> my, I promise. <laughs> I promise you, I didn't ask for it, that. It's for guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just add, add to the pile. Hey, she may be listening. Guys. Come on. Um, but I, I was like, that's not me. And then I got a uh, notice from the postal service that says you're, Hey, you've, you requested to have your mail forwarded. So what somebody did is they, they opened up a credit card in my name and tried to forward my mail so that the credit card, it, but it worked in backwards order. I got the card before the forwarding went through and they were trying to forward it to California. Oh, wow. so I caught it and the bank caught it and the post office caught it, thankfully. But so identity theft is still another one of those things that, and those, so that credit lock, that's what I've done now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, I a hundred percent think that that's a good safety mechanism in place to help protect a lot of different types of scams and a lot of different types of things that can, can occur. And this is uh, something where I then have to give approval for someone to check yes. my mm -hmm. credit. So if I'm trying to get a loan or something, exactly. I can look at my bank yes. and say, okay, let's go forward. Yep. That's fantastic. And I think that's something that should maybe be standard. Uh, you know, that would be great if we could just make that a standard practice. So, you know, it goes along with the loan. It goes yeah, along yeah, with and, the account. And people should check their credit uh, report once or twice a year anyway to look for any uh, activity. Uh, fraudulent activity. Absolutely. Uh, there may be accounts out there open yep. in your name you don't even know about. Yeah. And uh, a good credit check by you or your financial representative uh, could help find that out. Now, we talked a little bit about pr uh, Officer Schrafer. Schaefer. Schaefer. Uh, being willing to go down and give some presentations to groups. I really like this idea uh, we're talking, they could go to the hub, they could go to uh, even just concerned citizens coming together and saying, you know what, I would love to learn more. How do we get one of those presentations, Chief? Call down the police department, 672-2413. Um, ask to speak to either Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Keller or um, Officer Schaefer or Lieutenant Hill. Um, one of them say we'd like a, like a scam presentation. Um, and depending on the timing, I mean, we have other officers that are absolutely, and, and our detectives often give scam presentations. So we have other, we have lots of options. Um, Officer Schaefer's really taken a strong lead in this, and as far as the scam screen goes, really identified that issue. So we're willing to send her down or any anybody we have available to do that. Now, folks, I want you to know that there was uh, one time I almost got pretty scammed. Now, they had former addresses that I had lived at, and told me that I uh, still owed money to a cable company that I hadn't used since 2008. But sure enough, they're bringing up the address from 2008. They're bringing up previous addresses, and they're sounding pretty dang convincing. Well, they're refined. They, oh. they they go through this. They're we actually. Um, I mean, I I think one when when Captain was in detectives, and uh, he and I and another officer. I mean, the the people we, we were heavily involved in that and actually listening in on phone calls and re answering the phones from these scammers. They're good at what they do. Um, we had an officer one time who was talking to one of the scammers on the phone and, and basically said, Hey, I know you're scamming the person. And the, the, the scammer had flat out said, of course I am. That's how I make my living. Yeah. Yeah. So but they, they don't see, they it don't care. Long, there's do there's no accountability for it either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do believe it was uh, Johnson County Sheriff. Uh, Odenbach, 
who managed to keep one of these individuals on the line for uh, quite a bit of time and recorded the entire conversation. This individual uh, was very candid, figured out, okay, I've been found out, and so was able to have this entire conversation with the sheriff that he got all this information because he was like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, There's nothing you can do to me. But on that, I've run out of time, gentlemen. Uh, I greatly appreciate you coming in and speaking with me about this very important issue to our shared citizens. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Floyd. All right, when we come back, we're going to hear from Johnson County Commission Chair, Mr. Bill Novotny. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders, we pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank, member FDIC. Moss Holders knows when you sleep better, you feel better. So right now, all mattresses are on sale at Moss Holders Design Center. In stock or special order, every single mattress in every single size is discounted. Choose from a luxurious Beautyrest Black Hybrid, a Serta Eye Comfort, or a Serta Perfect Sleeper. With 19 mattresses to choose from, Moss Holders has a mattress that will fit your back and your budget. Let Moss Holders help you feel better every day. That's Moss Holders Mattress Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. God bless the USA, where our right to bear arms shall not be infringed upon. Sky Blue Shows presents the Billings Gun Show at the Metro Pavilion, February 9th through the 11th. The show runs Friday from 2 to 7, Saturday 9 to 5, and Sunday 9 to 2. Guns, ammo, knives, optics, tactical gear, apparel, and more. You can buy, sell, or trade your way through a bunch of vendors in this can't-miss show. Bring the family to the Billings Gun Show at Metro Pavilion, February 9th through 11th. They're fish under that ice, and they can be worth cash. Get your rod ready for the 4th Annual Rotary Club Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Day Smith, Saturday, February 24th. You'll have a chance to win the $25,000 grand prize and prizes in four categories. $1,000 for largest fish, $300 second place, $200 third, and tagged fish worth $250. Tickets are available Derby Day at the lake at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports in Sheridan or online at SheridanRotary.org. Sheridan Rotary's Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Desmond, Saturday, February 24th, being brought to you in part by these great sponsors, Tegler & Associates, Sheridan Media, Interior Images, Century 21 BHJ Realty, Elevate Financial, Aaron Waddell, DYT Creative Marketing Solutions, Dawson and Megan Power Sales, Associates of Century 21 BHJ Realty, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Stiefel and Odell Construction. For our second part this morning, I am joined by Johnson County Commission Chair Bill Novotny. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Floyd. It is good to visit with you this morning. Now, the... uh, Issues that we're facing going into the 2024 session uh, are are pretty big, especially it's going to kick off on February 12th. Um, are you going to be in attendance for the majority of this, all of it, or, or just a bit? 
spoiled. I should be there for almost all of the session. I'm going to miss the first day because I have some other commission responsibilities, but otherwise I will be down there for the long haul. And I think it's no secret that property taxes are going to be the issue of the year. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be paying attention to what's going on on a daily basis when it comes to those. Uh, would you agree? But I'd agree 100%. Property taxes and finding relief for homeowners, number one issue impacting people all across Wyoming. Doesn't matter what county you live in. Now, um, kind of going uh, off what we talked about, uh, do you know how many property tax bills are actually being presented to committee this year? So, Floyd, we're in that little bit of a period where not all the bills that are being considered have been either done drafting or have been released and are now available on the legislative services webpage that has a, a number where you can look at them. So uh, we, we do know the bills that are filed so far. Uh, we've had some great legislators who have made an effort before they introduce their bills to reach out to all the stakeholders to sit down with them, visit on how it would work, uh, what the implications of those bills are going to be and what kind of relief it will really bring. Uh, and then there's some bills that we don't even know about yet that haven't been filed that we haven't had a chance to look at. But uh, one that I know your listeners are going to be very, very interested in is House Bill 45. House Bill 45. Um, now, you said you're going to be paying attention to that one specifically. Can you tell us what this bill is and what it intends to do for the people of Wyoming? This is a 5% cap on the increase of residential property taxes. Uh, it is a straightforward bill. There's no gimmicks uh, or, or special formulas. It just says that if uh, the sales in your neighborhood cause the assessor to determine that the values have to go up, that your uh, value of your home cannot be taxed anything beyond that 5%. So even though they may say that the value of your home went up 10%, they're going to cap you at a 5% increase. Uh, on the flip side of that is, let's say there's multiple sales in your neighborhood, uh, and that actually causes those prices to come down, then it will allow uh, the, the value to drop. So it doesn't lock anybody in, uh, which in some of these uh, other models, uh, it, it does lock people in, and, and nobody uh, contemplates that markets ebb and flow and neighborhoods change. And so uh, I think this is a really, really good common sense bill. It's got a lot of good co-sponsors. Uh, the assessors have looked at the bill. Treasurers have looked at the bill. County commissioners are looking at the bill and, and we'll be setting our uh, positions as the County Commissioners Association next week when I uh, convene our spring meeting uh, in Cheyenne, corresponding with that first week of the legislature. So House Bill 45 really sounds like it can have a, a direct impact on people this year. It, it will, and I well, think if you next year, couple that, it would be this, this, this next tax year. So okay. the, the assessments that are, that are being uh, worked on now that will go out later this year, so it would be uh, impactful on that. You couple that with changes they made to the uh, refund program last year. Uh, as well as there's a couple of other bills that are going to look at 
a homestead exemption, uh, trying to protect those people who have been in their homes for uh, a long time so that they don't have to make that hard choice of that they can't pay their taxes and that they are choosing between selling, moving, or, or being able to stay in their home. So a couple of different things. But I, I do hope that they they set partisanship and rancor aside and get property tax relief done for residential homeowners. Now, last year we heard that the Wyoming Constitution would have to be changed and that that could actually take two to three years to trickle down to actually give us any relief. To your knowledge, sir, is, is that still going forward? It will. So uh, in, in 2024, uh, during the election, you will have an opportunity to vote uh, on a constitutional amendment that would, would create a fourth class of property, and that would break out residential property from the other classes. And that is also another good solution long-term to uh, getting people relief, because then you can go in and lower the assessment rate on those homes. And, and right now, the, the assessors just don't have that ability. So uh, you, you put this cap on there. We create that fourth class uh, and allow the assessment rate to go down, fully fund the property tax relief program, the veterans home exemption program, uh, and then uh, work together to get all of those things done, and we'll be able to get people real relief. So as of right now, any bill that's going forward has to find, I guess, a way to either work around the Wyoming Constitution to give some relief or not even really address uh, that particular uh, section within the Constitution at all? It is, and and we've got to live uh, within uh, current existing statute and also the way that the state Constitution was written. And uh, we got some great things in our state Constitution, like uh, protecting us from an income tax, but uh, there are things that to get property tax relief to people, that it's got to be constitutional. And so those things don't get struck down by the courts or, or get the, the potential veto because they are unconstitutional. So uh, hopefully relief is on the way. Now, Governor Mark Gordon has spoken that he would like to see legislature work to relieve these burdens on Wyoming families, but also ask for some careful consideration in regard to city and county funding. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on, on why he, he asked for those precautions? Well, uh, and this is a, a perfect segue to another important bill, and that's the direct distribution bill. I believe it's uh, House Bill 70, which provides $105 million uh, each biennium to local governments to provide those essential services. And so that money is so critically important to KC and Claremont and Lanchester and Dayton, where it's a major component in them being able to fund their essential services, whether it's law enforcement, fire protection, uh, you know, all of those, those things that you expect to be there in your local community. That, that money helps make those things happen. Uh, on a county level, it, it's critical for us because we put that uh, into our, our general fund, which helps pay for the sheriff's office and road and bridge and, and all those things. If you look at some of the counties, uh, Washakie County is a great example. Direct distribution makes up a third of their county's budget. Without it, they wouldn't be able to provide services. You have a county like Niobrara County, 
a huge part of their ability to provide services. For the first time ever this year, Niobrara has been able to offer health insurance to just their county employees. Wow. The, those, those, those folks working every day, uh, running the snow plows and, and working in the sheriff's office down there, haven't had an opportunity to have health insurance. And so uh, by not passing direct distribution and, and not fully funding that 105, you set our ability back to provide those essential services and keep people uh, safe within our communities. You know, uh, if we've got to choose between having a road to get uh, first responders to a place or even having first responders at all, that's not an ideal situation. And so uh, that's why that funding is so critical. We appreciate the governor supporting that in his budget and we appreciate the appropriations committee putting that bill forward and, and, Floyd, one of the things that people need to understand, it's a budget session bill. So um, whether it's these tax relief bills or, or any of these others, if it's not directly tied to passage of the budget, it's going to have to have two-thirds vote right off the beginning to even be considered. So there's there's a lot of hurdles and a lot of steps that some of these bills are going to face uh, to even get a chance to be heard uh, before the legislature this year. So it sounds like this is a real tightrope walk uh, between getting tax relief to the individuals that that truly need it and still being able to fund a lot of the uh, goods and services provided by our local governments. Um, House Bill 70, does this affect or change the current matrix for direct distributions in any way? It doesn't. It's a continuation of what's been going on for so long, and it's one of those uh, cool things. Uh, Mike Madden, who's now on the Buffalo City Council, uh, he, he's an economist. He wrote the formula, so they call it the Madden Matrix, that they plug that through that uh, uses a population and a hardship figure to distribute those $105 million over two years to uh, the folks that really need it. So it's a, it's a fair system. Uh, it, it's not about who's got the most uh, legislators in, in Cheyenne or who talks the loudest. Uh, it's a fair and equitable system to distribute those dollars. Now, when it comes to costs uh, that uh, the counties and our other local governments have actually got to uh, uh, cover, those, I imagine, especially when it comes to things like uh, insurance, have probably increased considerably. Um I, I, I understand you're county commission chair, uh, not a legislator, uh, but what kind of, of work has to be done to look at the costs that we've got to get covered and still have the ability to sit back and, and provide this tax relief without affecting uh, uh, the goods and services that are provided to the people? And for that is really that that tight uh, balancing act that has to be done. We we want property tax relief, but we also want services. And so, where do we find that sweet spot? And and we've been so fortunate in Wyoming because of industry, whether it's oil, gas, coal, uh, hopefully uranium. Again, they have paid the way for so many of the goods and services that we enjoy in Wyoming, uh, but. Uh, at the end of the day, when you look at the cost of living within Wyoming uh, and, and the values of those properties, we've got to find relief. So it, it's that that 
really difficult balancing act, and that's why uh, you have to be just such good stewards uh, of the tax dollars that come in uh, and, and also remind folks that uh, when you, you shop local and it creates uh, local sales tax, it matters because that's what pays for those goods and services in addition to the property taxes. Do you uh, uh, foresee a lot of debate uh, happening this year on the on the floor, uh, you know, both in the House and in the Senate? Uh, but even before we get there, within the Revenue Committee itself. So, absolutely. And uh, you've got Chairman Biden on the Senate side and, and Chairman Harshman on, on the House side, and they have looked at a lot of different bills uh, over the interim, and they've poured some, and, and there's been some disagreement in there. But, but at the end of the day, either you've got to find revenue or you need to decide which services you want to cut. Uh, and it's just that simple. And, um, you know, we, we don't want to tax people out of their homes. Uh, but we also want to make sure that when you call for fire, that there's a fire engine and a firehouse to come. Absolutely. And and it is a tightrope uh, that they have to walk going into the session this year because um, families absolutely need that tax relief, as you said. Uh, but we got to make sure that we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater on that one. Sir, is there anything coming up in Johnson County that you would like us to know about? You know, uh, obviously we've uh, got a main project coming up uh, that'll start later this spring. There's going to be bid letting uh, with that. There's a big county project that's going to be involved with that, and we piggyback off of the YDOT project to save on costs and so that we can do more work. So you'll see uh, the North Bypass Road as well as a portion of uh, Rock Creek Road get uh, uh, re-blacktop. Also, we've got a a walking path project along the South Bypass uh, that is is actually paid for with some federal dollars uh, that's going to be coming in. Uh, hopefully, if everything uh, comes in at bid, right, a lot of stuff going on this spring. Uh, our road and bridge guys are getting a little bit of a reprieve from running their their snow plows like they had to uh, last year, but they've been using this uh, good weather to do other repair work, so we're working hard. Uh, but a big deal, Floyd, we closed the deal on purchase of the north access point uh, at Lake DeSmit with uh, the the property owner down there uh so we will begin working with the game and fish and also the folks in the lighter ditch company to get uh, a new public access point on the north end of the lake and so we've got that deal put together and it's about to close and we're just very pleased that we're getting that done oh that's fantastic to hear uh those folks they won't have to drive all the way around (laughs) you know they'll be able to go to the lake right there they will and you know we we love that we've got so many folks that are passionate about outdoor recreation. And so uh, as that number goes up, we've got to make sure that we've got the facilities that can handle them. Uh, And I think what's going to be nice, there's also going to be a lot of emphasis uh, in this new access point at uh, making sure that folks that maybe have some mobility issues, whether it's uh, folks that are getting a little older or or folks that may be in a wheelchair, that they will be able to access uh, this area uh, and have some recreation as well. So I think that's a really important thing. Absolutely. That's fantastic. You know, uh, eventually when when I'm either on the walker or in the chair, I hope that there's still some place I can go and throw a line in the water. 
Mr. Commissioner, I appreciate you taking so much time with us this morning. I greatly appreciate uh, you coming on the show and keeping us up to date on just exactly what we should watch as we all prepare for this legislative session. Thank you. Thank you, Floyd. Good to talk with you. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Okay, remember your mom saying, don't make that face or it'll freeze that way. Well, if you ignored her and now you're stuck with that face, the Health Nut can help. Yep, the Health Nut has healthy choices of lotions for your skin and essential oils and diffusers and sea salt lamps to soothe your nerves after walking around with that froze face. Remember, say that again and I'll wash your mouth out with soap. The Health Nut has natural soaps too. The Health Nut, dedicated to getting you healthy and keeping you that way. Located in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. You don't want to miss the Sheridan Kiwanis 62nd Annual Stars of Tomorrow competition Saturday, February 17th at 7 p.m. at the Wyo Theater. Sheridan County students in grades K through 12 will be competing in a variety of acts in three divisions and showcasing some amazing talents. Tickets will be purchased online or at the Wild box office with online streaming options available. We would like to thank our sponsors, First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media. Get your tickets today. It's time to take a look at what's happening around Wyoming. From the Cowboy State Daily Newsroom, I'm Wendy Kaur. Wyomingites are remembering country music superstar Toby Keith, who died Monday. Reporter Renee Jean said his frequent appearances at Cheyenne Frontier Days endeared him to the Cowboy State. He wasn't all about himself. He knew how to make the people around him feel like the superstar instead. Wyoming's U.S. Senators say they're not voting for the controversial $118 billion immigration bill that would allocate most of its funding to international war and humanitarian causes rather than border security. They say the bill could allow 5,000 illegal migrants per day in the U.S. and would funnel billions into Ukraine, Gaza, and other war zones. I'll be back with more news right after this. Do you know it's illegal to dig or excavate without knowing what's below? This is Jan Warren, Executive Director for One Call of Wyoming. We will be hosting workshops around the state to educate homeowners, realtors, landscapers, underground facility owners, and excavators on the state law, industry best practices when it comes to planting a tree, building a fence, or any other excavation project you have planned. Join us for a free breakfast, get your questions answered, and learn how One Call of Wyoming is here to help. Go to onecallofwyoming.com and register today. 
a number of Wyoming auto dealers are protesting the Go Green initiative of the Biden administration. Two Buick dealerships in Park County have jumped ship rather than sell electric vehicles, according to Cowboy State Daily's Pat Mayo. They don't want the either or offer that's been made to them, either sell an EV or, you know, you have to go, I guess. And ever since a 500-year flood wiped out parts of Yellowstone National Park last year, including its north entrance road along the Gardner River, visitors have relied on an old stagecoach road. But officials say a more permanent solution is in the works. And that's a look at today's headlines. You can read the full stories at CowboyStateDaily.com. I'm Wendy Kaur for Cowboy State Daily. Outer River Angus will be offering 120 pap-tested yearling Angus bulls for sale Friday, February 9th at Buffalo Livestock Marketing in Buffalo, Wyoming. Sale starts at 1 with lunch at 11 o'clock. Come take a look at 30 years of Angus genetics geared where corn don't grow. Visit PowderRiverAngus.com for more information. Basketball fans, the Bronk and Lady Bronk basketball teams are both back at home this weekend and Sheridan Media will bring you all the live action. Starting with Friday, they will welcome in Cheyenne South and we'll have it live for you on 1410 AM, 106.9 FM, KWYO, or you can watch it live on SheridanMedia.com with the girls tipping off first at 5 p.m. and the boys to follow. It's Sheridan versus Cheyenne South, Friday night starting at 5 p.m. on 1410 AM and 106.9 FM, KWYO, and on SheridanMedia.com. Okay, Pucks of 20 Phil and all of his Einsteinish groundhog wisdom is calling for an early spring. Snow and mud will be gone soon, and the trails and mountain will be ready for you and your 4x4s and side-by-sides. Two things. One, get your machines tuned and serviced and repaired. And B, handle service center sells machines and all-wheel drive backcountry electric motorcycles. If an adorable groundhog, a celebrated weather expert, gets his 4 before tuned up, you should too. At Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE Sheridan. Broadcasting from the Sheridan Community Federal Credit Union Studio on 103.9 FM, 